Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. The Holy Spirit gave me a description of today. And it was a scripture. And it was from Matthew chapter 4 and it's verse 16. And it's the amplified version of the scripture. And it reads, The people who were sitting or living in spiritual darkness have seen a great light. And for those who were sitting or living in the land and the shadow of spiritual and moral death, upon them a light has dawned. Now let's take a look at that scripture a little closer. Now the Holy Spirit is describing the state of the world today. And he describes it by saying the people who were sitting, that means living in spiritual darkness, have seen a great light. And for those who were sitting or living in the land and shadow of death. Now I looked up the Hebrew for shadow of death because that's, that term is used several times in scripture. In this particular scripture and also is used in Psalm 23. The Hebrew word for the shadow of death is sal Mawet, and it means darkness or dark shadows. So in other words, it says, for those who were sitting in the land of darkness and dark shadows, upon them a light has dawned. And I mentioned the word of dawned before. Dawn means when a new day is coming upon us, when a new day is beginning, when the light shines from the transition from darkness of the night before to the morning. So that's what that means. Now, in the Old Testament, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, this prophecy was spoken by Isaiah. And at the time, he was speaking of the coming of the Messiah. And it gave the people a preview of it will be an end to the darkness and hope for the future is coming, which is great news. Matthew's gospel here, when it's the same scriptures reference. Matthew is referring to the Messiah again, but he's beginning his earthly ministry. It's the Lord Jesus starting his ministry on earth. And so the state of the world at that time, and we can even say now, people were living in spiritual darkness, but the light of Christ has come and it shined on the people. And in the Old Testament, it talked about it coming in Galilee of the Gentiles, which means that the Messiah was coming. And he was not only coming for the people of Israel, of course, but for the, he came in the northern kingdom in the Gentile area where the, most of the Gentiles were. So in other words, this scripture is designed for us, and I believe the Holy Spirit gave it to me, for us to be encouraged. Today's episode of A New Creation is heaven's point of view. Now I'm going to share with you a dream that I had. And usually when I have dreams, lately it's especially, I've been having more dreams than I used to ever have in my whole lifetime. But lately for the, I'll say for the last three months or so, I've been having different dreams. And this dream that I'm going to share with you today has significance to where we are as a people in terms of the church and people in the world today and just our society. Now, 
as I said lately, God has been giving me, he's been giving me prophetic dreams. And why do I call them prophetic dreams? Because the dreams, first of all, they're from God and he's speaking to me. And he's speaking to me by showing what's happening in the realm of the spirit and how he wants me to respond to what he shows me. Now, this dream I had, right after the attack of the Capitol, the night after the attack, when the people attacked the Capitol and they went inside and they went inside the, the chamber of government and we saw on the news, really with horror, the destruction that they did and there was a death of a police officer. The day after that happened, that, that following night, I had this dream. And the dream that I had was that one of the leaders in Congress was giving me a tour of the Capitol area. We were outside. We'd gone inside at first, but we came outside. And this person was showing me around the Capitol. And what they were trying to do was to recruit me to come and be a part of their team. So they were telling me all the different things that were going on at the Capitol. And we walked around. And it was a leader, as I said. And after the leader finished showing me around the Capitol, that person went back inside. And they said they would be back shortly. They went inside. Another congressperson comes to me, and that congressperson is, is sharing with me that they did not think it was in my best interest to join the team of the leaders, the leadership team. And they went on to tell me the reasons why. And as I was walking outside again with this person, this congressperson, I saw a giant. And I commented to that person if they saw the giant. And the person just waved, just shook their head no and waved it off for me to just disregard the giant and continued to speak about what they were speaking about of uh, speaking to me and then I saw a second giant this second giant that I saw was going inside of the Capitol the other one was just walking by this one was actually going inside of the Capitol inside of the chamber really in the Capitol and before he went inside of the Capitol he looked at me and he smiled and he kept going as I said he walked inside the Capitol he walked inside the Chamber of Congress and that's where my dream ended. So I asked the Lord, what is this about? Because whenever I have dreams, anytime I have a, like I said, a prophetic dream, I know God is speaking to me about something and I need to know the interpretations of it, of the dream. Always ask God an interpretation of a dream, especially if you know that it's coming from him. And immediately when I asked about the dream, the Holy Spirit put in my mind numbers chapter 13 and let me tell you a little bit about numbers chapter 13 in the book of numbers chapter 13 it's the account when the spies there were 12 spies each spy was from the 12 tribes of Israel that Moses chose to go and spy out the land the land of Canaan and it was the land that God had said that he was giving to them and they chose 12 spies to go and look out in the land and that's the account of scripture that the Holy Spirit gave me now I'm going to read to you Numbers chapter 13, and it's the NIV version of the scripture. Now, keep in mind, these are spies that have been chosen, the leaders from each of the 12 tribes, and Moses is sending them in to spy the land. I'm going to read to you what happened after they went inside, when they went inside of the promised land and looked around and their report. Numbers chapter 13, and I'm going to start with verse number 27. And as I said, it's the NIV version of the scripture, and it reads, they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. 
let me tell you a little bit about that milk and honey milk and honey is a term that's used which means that the land the milk part of it means that it is very productive it's a very productive land it's productive for agriculture for you to be able to farm your land you can actually send your cows out and your cows will have much great um, grazing they can do on the land so it's a very productive and fertile land and the honey part means that it's very spacious it's a very huge land it's a lot of land and it's spacious because the terminology means that the honey the bees can go and they can actually um, they can actually have honey in the land and so that's what the term milk and honey means and then I'm, I'm going to go on after that it said you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey here is its fruit but the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large we even saw descendants of Anak there and those are giants and verse number 30 reads then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. In summary, when Moses sent the spies to go into the land, and of course I said it was flowing with milk and honey. God had told them to go in. He had told them already that he had given them the land. And they went to take a look at the land. They brought some great some fruit back. It was a big, it was a, a, a big vine of grapes, huge grapes. And they bought some pomegranates and fruit from the land. And they brought that back. And they did agree that it flowed with milk and honey. But they gave, as the Bible says, they gave a bad report. And God later referred to it as an evil report. They basically contradicted what God had said. God said he'd give them the land. And when they looked at it, they didn't believe God. But there were two men. You heard Caleb. I read you what Caleb said. Caleb said, we can go, we can go in and take it. Because Caleb believed God. And also, Joshua did. But since they gave a bad report, this is the result of it. I'm going to read Numbers chapter 14, starting with verse 1. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt. Did you hear that? As a result of the bad report or the evil report that those ten spies gave, the whole congregation was, was impacted by their report, and they wept all night. And they turned against Moses and Aaron, who were their leaders, and they wanted to go back to Egypt. Now, this is what the Lord said. Again, I'm in Numbers chapter 14, and this is verse 11. The Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? You know what contempt is? It's disrespect. That's what God asked that question. He said, how long will they refuse to believe in me? In spite of all the signs I have performed among them, I will strike them down with the plague and destroy them, but I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. That's what God said to Moses. Later on in this same account in Numbers 14, Moses speaks to God and he intercedes on behalf of the nation. He says that if God were to strike 
the people and make Moses out of make me Moses was saying to God out of a great nation then the rest of the nations would believe that you couldn't deliver us and so God relented of destroying the people but what happened and I'm sure many of you are very aware of this story what happened was God allowed all of those the ten spies them to to die in the wilderness and their children it started from 20 years old and younger they saw the promised land they went into the promised land along with Joshua and Caleb but the other people did not both the spies as well as the people who had wanted to go back to to Egypt they all were punished and they ended up the children of Israel ended up ended up having to wander for 40 years in the wilderness because of the evil report and believing in evil report why am I saying this God connected this account of what happened to the children of Israel with the dream that he gave me he showed me the giants in the land it was a spiritual but symbolic of what was happening in the land when I saw those giants walking around Washington DC now Washington DC is our seat of government it symbolizes what is happening in our seat of government in the spirit realm remember we're talking about heaven's point of view God gave me insight as to what's happening in the spirit realm in our seat of government and what is happening is that there are giants in the land and when he's talking about giants in the land God is talking about the giants of corruption in the land the giant the giants of rebellion in the land the giant of lawlessness in the land and these are things that are happening from our seat of government those giants as in the case of numbers 13 they didn't belong in the land those those giants that the people saw in Canaan they were in the land but they didn't belong in the land once God had spoken that he was giving them the land God basically said to the children of Israel, I'm giving you a land that's flowing with milk and honey. And he also had told them that they had to go in and they had to possess the land, that giants would be in the land. But because God gave the land to the children of Israel, the giants no longer belong. What am I saying? God has given this nation to us, has given this government to us people, and particularly to the people of God. We are the ecclesia, the government of God. And we went, I went in my dream to the seat of government here in this country. And we're of a different government, those of us who are of the household of faith, God's ecclesia. We're in the world, but we're not of the, of the world. But he's put us in a particular nation, in a particular town, in a, in a particular territory in order for us to bring forth heaven down to earth talking about heaven's point of view and God showed me opened up my eyes very similar as he did in second Kings chapter 6 when I said the prophet Elisha his servant when Elisha prayed and asked God to open up his eyes servant his servant's eyes excuse me his servant's eyes and the servant could see what was going on in the spirit realm well that's basically what happened with my dream God is showing the people of God us in the spirit realm what is happening and he's showing it to us so we would know how to pray and to dispossess to take those giants out of the land out of the seat of our government the giants, as I said of lawlessness the giants of corruption the giants of perversion 
all those things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God that are happening in our government, we are charged or commanded to dispossess them just like God had charged the children of Israel in Numbers 13 to dispossess the land. We're not helpless. Now, how do we bring heaven's perspective, talking about heaven's point of view, down to earth? This is what the Lord said to me. When I say something to you through my word, believe me, even if you don't see it nor understand it. And not only did he say through his word, because he showed me what he was, he showed me by the spirit, by Numbers 13 and Numbers 14, which is his word, what was going on. He said, even if you don't see it nor understand it, believe him. He said, I am the God of the invisible as well as the visible realm. I speak into existence things that exist in my realm, yet have not come to your realm, though they exist in your realm because of my word. Remember last week, I mentioned to you a word, creation ex nihilo. That's what God says. He says he's calling those things that be not as though they were. When he says something to us, we're to believe him even though we cannot see it and in, in, it is by the spirit. Remember, he's saying he's the God of the invisible. Let me continue to read what he says. He said, I speak into existence things that exist in my realm, yet have not come to your realm, though they exist in your realm because of my word. When I speak, it is so. That's what amen means. He said, in the spirit as well as in the natural world that you operate in. In other words, in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1, Isaiah says, whose report are you going to believe or who has believed our report? That is what God is saying to us today. Are you going to believe him or are you going to believe your feelings, how you feel about something or what you see or what others are saying about, about things? That's what God is asking us. God is saying to us, you, my church, must drive out and dispossess those giants. The giants of Jezebel. Jezebel is a controlling spirit of witchcraft. Python. That's a, a spirit that tries to squeeze out or silence the, voice, the voices of God, God's prophetic voices. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus. There is a cleansing that's coming to our nation. And those giants will be driven out in the name of Jesus. They will be driven out of our government. They will be driven out of our schools. They will be driven out of our homes. They will be, be driven out of the church. They will be driven out of every segment of this nation because the spirit of the Lord has spoken it. And it is indeed so I decree and declare they will no longer, I cast you out and bind you. They will no longer plague this nation. There's a great harvesting of soul. A great awakening is coming to the United States of America and it shall spread throughout the earth. Amen and amen. When God gives us such an assignment, it's up to us to fulfill it. And we cannot fulfill his assignments if we are walking in fear. Talking about heaven's point of view. Jesus in John chapter 14, verse 27, he speaks something that's so important for us to remember today and for us to live out today. He says, peace I leave with you. 
My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, the only way that our heart can be troubled is if we let it. He said, let not your heart be troubled. That means you have control whether or not you allow your heart to be troubled. So he's speaking to us in this scripture, commanding us, do not let your heart be troubled and do not let your heart be afraid. If you are walking in fear, which means if you're living in fear, it's because you are allowing yourself, you're letting your heart to be fearful. If you have troubled minds or you're living in anxiety, anxiety is nothing but fear. Worried. If you're worried all the time about things, you're allowing your heart to be troubled. And Jesus is saying to us, let not your heart be troubled. You have control over whether or not your heart is troubled. You have control over whether or not you are afraid. And God is calling us for this hour to not be troubled nor afraid. Talking about heaven's point of view. We must see everything from God's perspective and live a life out in this nation according to God's will for this nation. And I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that the will of God, the will of the Lord Jesus for the nation, for this nation, for the United States of, of America shall be fulfilled. Amen and amen. Now when you hear this, this, this message today, talking about heaven's point of view, if there's someone that comes to your mind that God puts in your heart, don't hesitate to share this, this message with them, to share it in detail so that they can be set free from looking at things from their point of view to being free to look at things from heaven's point of view. That's what God wants. And now I want to speak to those who are desiring to know how they can look at things from God's point of view, from heaven's point of view. I have good news for you. You can see things from heaven's point of view when you have a, per, a, a personal relationship with the God of heaven through his son, the Lord Jesus. So repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for drawing me to you this day and letting me know that I can see things from heaven's point of view, from your point of view. Forgive me of my sins, God. I know that God, that God, that you brought Jesus here on earth and he died for my sins. And after three days, he rose with all power in his hand. Forgive me of my sins. And I thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining me today for a new creation. And remember, a new creation exists so you can know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. God is calling us to apply his word to everyday living. Heaven's point of view, today's message, is a step in that direction. When we get heaven's point of view, then we will begin to live out heaven's point of view every day. And we can bring down those giants, those strongholds in our lives that try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. God is calling us to do so, and he's calling us to do that today. Remember, you can find a new creation, Phyllis is a new creation, in Google's podcast Search for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, a new, A-N-E-W, creation. And I hope you will, you will subscribe because if you subscribe, then this message and messages like this will come to your, come actually to your phone each week.
I decree and declare the blessings of the Lord will make everyone's life rich and will add no sorrow to it. And we will begin this day seeing things and living out things from heaven's point of view. And we thank you, Lord. Amen. Have a wonderful day.